Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you're very welcome. Every prophecy that you are watching, with the exception of the very new ones, can be found at www.the-masters-voice.com. Master's Voice Prophecy Blog is an end times prophecy blog where I am bringing forth in real time the prophetic messages of the Lord Jesus Christ as I have been receiving them from the year 2012 until now. We are in May 2023. And so in addition to the written prophecy blog, which is where the bulk of the material is, I think the prophecies are almost 400. There are more than 475 prophecies on the blog now. And with the 20 extra videos that I've done recently, I'm sure we have passed 500. But recently, this is last week, um, seeing as we're in May 2023, last week, the Lord introduced new frontiers. And I made a soft announcement about that on the community page, which I will explain in a minute how you can get to. And the new frontiers that the Lord is speaking about is he basically told me to expand he said, expand into every conceivable place that you can. Now, understandably, this would be quite an undertaking because there's already a Facebook page and there are already alternate channels. Um, besides, besides YouTube, the Master's Voice Prophecy blog can be found on Rumble. It can be found on BitChute. It can be found on Brighteon. All you have to do is look in the description box below and you can find those links. Recently, all the prophecies, I think, Yes, all the prophecies have been made available on SoundCloud. So if you are a SoundCloud user, if you're someone who actually finds it easier because you're driving or because you are a busy parent or because you just can't sit and watch a full video, these prophecies actually have quite a hit when you listen to the audio. And so SoundCloud is a way for busy people, people who are commuting, maybe using a lesser signal to be able to get the same impact from these prophetic words without actually having to sit and watch a video. So that was made live last week. But now the blog is going to be expanding into new frontiers such as TikTok and such as Instagram. So I will put the links for those things. You can look out to see the links for those new, those new frontiers uh, appearing in the description box. And I'm not sure if these videos will be available on Instagram and TikTok if you don't have an account, but TMV is going to be having an account on those social media platforms. So that that's going to happen. So yes. And uh, today the prophetic word from the Lord is from quite a while ago. It is called, I will try them by fire. I will try them by fire. And this prophecy is from July 23rd, 2022. I am currently in a series concerning homosexuality and transsexuality, which are currently um, the most, one of the loudest conversations that are taking place in the United States. So I've always said here on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog that God is not interested in staying out of human conversations. It is, it is the wish and the desire of humans, people, to keep God out of what they think is their personal space, their, their areas of influence their areas of control. People, people are working to eradicate 
the presence of God, the presence of Jesus Christ, the presence of the Holy Spirit out of human affairs. But since you live on a on an earth that God created, and since even the very bodies that we own are the creation of God, we are stewards in this earth, and it is impossible to tell the owner of the earth, the owner of air, the owner of the seas, the owner of our flesh, that we don't want him to be an active participant. And in fact, the thought and influence leader of human relations, human affairs, and all things related to what God calls mankind. It is impossible to set God aside. What happens historically with great evidence produced by the Bible, evidenced by the word of God, is that whenever people attempt to forge forward into a brave new world, so to speak, and leave God behind, God has already gone ahead of them and is waiting for them up ahead. And what prophecy is, is prophecy is the word of God from up ahead sent back to tell people, both the righteous and the unrighteous, both those who love good and those who love evil, what is waiting for them individually up ahead. Prophecy is God's word from the future sent back through his messengers to let everybody know that God has gone ahead and he's waiting at the finish line. And he has the perfect picture of what everybody's life, everybody's choices, everybody's behavior patterns are going to look like. And so prophecy is actually one of the greatest forms of God's mercy, because when it comes, it is telling you things that are to come. And if you are wise, and if there is opportunity to do so, you turn your feet from the path that you're currently on so that God can direct your steps. God is very much into wanting to order the steps of men, women, and children so that they can walk in righteousness and they can walk in a path that is holy so that they can walk in a path that is fruitful. Whenever you decide to walk outside of God's laws, outside of God's righteousness, whenever you decide to say, I don't like this confinement, it's too narrow and I feel confined and I feel like God is trying to control me and this person who's speaking for God is trying to control me, then what happens is you get into the broad path where there's a lot of people jockeying for a position you get onto a wide way where everybody's living the way they want to. But the funny thing about the broad path that many pastors don't tell people is it starts out really wide, but then it's going to narrow to a single destination where I don't think any human being wants to go. Broad is the road that leads to destruction. So it doesn't matter how many multi-laned highways we find on the broad path with everyone saying, do what thou wilt and live your truth and YOLO. And I have to take this oppor opportunity and I have fear of missing out. All those broad paths will converge into one very tiny, narrow destination. And that is destruction. And destruction is futility. So basically God is saying, don't do your own thing because it ends up being worthless in the end. That is why the Bible asks this eternal question, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? God has given us a soul that houses our thoughts, our emotions, our will, all the decision-making protocols that we need to live successfully in this world. But when we decide to edit God out of that software, what you get is a jumble of code that doesn't work. 
what you get is extremely increasingly destructive choices and that is what is happening in the area of homosexuality that is what is happening in the area of transsexuality which to be honest isn't really a thing transsexuality is not an actual reality it is a pseudo reality in which a thing tries to say that it is not a thing it is another thing and you cannot unwrite the code that God has written into sex, into form, into male and female. All you can do is botch it up really bad. And then after that, sit with the consequences of your unasked for surgery on what was already perfect. And so this prophecy is God looking directly into the hearts of people. God is going to be testing people's hearts God is going to be testing every human being to see what we love, what we support. And from what I have written here, for this is another prophecy that is just basically dictation that the Lord was giving me. He was just talking to me and I wrote down what he said. There's going to be no mixing. I've always said that the day was coming when the wheat and the tares would be separated. God himself is going to thresh us. This means press and pressurize us all people whether you watch this video you believe it you watch this video you dismiss it it's immaterial god is going to lay his hands on individuals and put them through individual tests and individual pressures that are going to try the heart and it will be impossible to fake your way through the testing that is coming to all people the testing will reveal who you are. As Apostle Paul said, that each one's work will be tested on that day by fire. That is why this prophecy is called, I will try them by fire. So let us listen to what the Lord had to say, what his view is of the wickedness that is supported in the United States. I will try every heart by fire. That is a standalone sentence. God is going to test everyone. No one is going to escape the tests that are coming. The only difference will be what your particular test will be and what the outcome will be once you go into it. And it may not be one test. It may be continual tests until your core finally breaks and who you really are. If you really are a child of God, or if you are a pretender, or if you are a full-blown hater of God, or a full-blown hater of God, faking that you are a child of God, it will come out. There is too much support for wickedness in this country. This is speaking of the United States of America. There is too much support for wickedness in this country. This nation is a shame and a shambles. That means that the nation is an embarrassment and the nation is falling to pieces. There is just too much support for every evil work under the sun which I hate, gay support, trans support, homosexual support, lesbian support. People clap hands for unrighteousness here as if aberration is something to be proud of and celebrated. Gayness is something to be assimilated and copied in America. It is promoted as an acceptable lifestyle and the number of people who hold this view under a pacifist doctrine or as something they really believe is growing by the day. 
But I, the Lord, condemn this ritual lifestyle, yet it is increasingly promoted and protected in America. So this is the Lord saying, the opening statement, the opening judgment, the opening assessment of the United States of America. So this goes against all those who would say, but we're good people here. And this goes against all those who would say, but I've never done this. And this goes against all who would say, no, but the Lord's remnant is here. I've always spoken of the pig pen and how sharing space together with one or those who are incredibly defiled, even defiled in part, defiles the whole. That is why the Lord says that his judgment of America will be a whole judgment that even, he said, even the trees, even the animals, and even the land itself will come under his judgment. So when God is burning the soil, the soil hasn't done anything. The soil is not alive, but the Lord is first going to attack the soil of this country. He says that it will become extremely dry. In some parts, he says that these whirly, it leaves dust devils or perhaps dust clouds are going to take a lot of the topsoil of the United States away. It's going to be blown away. There's going to be excessive rainfall flooding in some places. The land will become waterlogged, which makes it swampy and bog-like. In some cases, the land will be flooded. People will not be able to live there anymore. The Lord said that many parts of the United States, such as on the east coast with florida and up there um i like the way i said up there up here in the northeast new york new jersey tri-state area and even further inland maryland and the rest of them are going to come under inundations of first flooding and then a huge final tsunami further on in the future the soil is going to become unproductive god said that he's going to curse the soil of this country with drought it is going to dry out america will come under the biblical curse of the nation that defies god that gives herself over to idols the curse for idolatry and for worshiping false gods and for extreme wickedness in the country is always drought as a punishment and so all that is going to happen but the final end is that the soil of this nation will be baked by rockets when I say rockets, I'm talking about missiles, both the kind that are non-nuclear and the kind that are nuclear that leave very wide contamination zones. I spoke in 2022 of how when Russia had nuked this place prior to them basically garrisoning the whole thing, there were zones in America. I think it was a green zone where people could live safely without radiation, but I definitely remember that there was an orange zone, there was a red zone, so the soil is going to be judged. The animals are going to be judged. The animals in this country are going to come under strange diseases. The fish are going to die. The birds are going to die. The livestock are going to both die and be methodically put to death. I spoke about these things last year when I was talking about the introduction of GMO foods and how they're going to poison the food to such an extent that it's going to cause rapid onset disease. If you are exposed to that highly, highly radioactive food, the Lord said that instead of having the five years, eight years diagnosis for cancers and things like that, you eat that stuff and it's going to be a two to three month from diagnosis to final exit from this world. 
And so the judgments are going to be upon the sky, the land, the water, um, the, the society itself, that United States society is going to basically just disintegrate. Like he said, a shambles is going to break to pieces. Nothing is going to escape this trial. And why does God say it's happening? Because the nation is wicked. So he's already made his final estimation. This means that the church needs to come to an acceptance and come away from even their false beliefs that the United States is a righteous nation. You cannot say that a country is righteous when the God you claim you follow says that it is not righteous, but wicked. If the God you are following in the true faith, if you're truly of the faith and God says the nation is wicked, then how can you as a follower of that God try to speak over him and try to shush him and tell him, no, we're actually righteous. You're reading us wrong. Go back and take our temperature again, God. You missed it. We're actually a righteous, God-loving country. The nation is wicked. And the Christians who know that America is wicked are quiet. And the reason that we are quiet is because we can see the wickedness. And we know we should be praying like Daniel and repenting and asking for mercy for ourselves and even those who went before that perpetrated the wickedness up to today. People are alive, their ancestors are gone, they perpetrated wickedness, and they're looking at their children, perpetrating even greater forms of wickedness than before. So those who are wise know that God is speaking the truth, that America is not righteous. She is extremely unrighteous. She is exactly the harlot, the whore of Revelation 17 and Revelation 18. And the wise are quiet and interceding to God, lifting up their voice like Daniel did, lifting up their voice like Ezekiel did, trying to see what form of mercy can drop like drops of rain because God said it's no longer going to fall like floods. It's going to fall like little drops on individuals who please him and find favor in his sight. The country is an embarrassment. The country is falling to pieces. And the Lord says that there's too much support for wickedness under the sun that he hates. That means that when the Lord looks down upon the United States, it is very hard for him to find things that make his heart rejoice. If the Lord would like to think on what is good and what is noble and what is of a good report, it is difficult for him to find it here. There is gay support and trans support and lesbian support. And the Lord says that there is a mass of people clapping hands for wickedness as if a departure from what is normal is something to be proud of and celebrated. The word pride, we all know what it is. It means to be elevated. It means to be exalted. It means to be lifted up. But imagine if the heart lifts itself up above God. The proud will be struck down. Pride goes before a fall. The proud will be resisted by God. I said this all the way back in the old prophecies that you can make an enemy out of anyone you want. But when you make an enemy out of God, you have basically signed a death warrant for yourself because going head to head with God historically always ends in categoric destruction. This is no mercy. This is no escape. This is no side road. You stand up against God. You exalt yourself against God. Satan was the first to learn the lesson of being struck down to destruction. And now the Lord says that this nation will do it too because the nation exalts evil and celebrates it. He says that gayness is something that has been 
assimilated. This is seamlessly integrated into American life. So whatever America used to stand for previously, America has in I would say the last five to six decades, decided to find new aberrant pieces. An aberrant piece is a piece from a puzzle that doesn't fit the one you're working on. No matter where you try to place it, it doesn't fit because it belongs to someone else. So the Lord is saying that in America's puzzle of existence, she takes pieces from Satan's picture and she is attempting and has already fused them into the picture of what she is and then wants to say that the picture is righteous. But this is not true. And it is not true based on who feels that it is true. It is not true because the Lord says that it is not true. The nation is not righteous. The nation is gone over. The godly pieces are being discarded and more and more of Satan's pieces are being fused in. And it cannot be called righteousness because good and evil cannot mix. An amalgam is not righteous. Either have the whole of God or you must abandon it and confess that you are with the enemy. The Lord says that homosexuality is being promoted as an acceptable lifestyle and that the number of people who actually agree with this under the pacifist doctrine is growing. He also says that the number of people who actually believe that this is okay is growing by the day. So the pacifist doctrine is those, as I spoke of with perhaps the beer contingent and whatever is going on in recent weeks, those who say, look, I'm not against anyone living their free life. People want to live free, let them live free. I'm not against all that. Just don't bring it into my, my space. Pacifism is basically saying, I'm not bothered about this enough to stand up against it. It doesn't involve me enough. It doesn't touch me enough for me to have a strong opinion. If people want to do what they want to do, I recommend that they should do it over there where it doesn't impinge upon me. But then the Lord says that there's a second group and this group adamantly and strongly believes that this should be allowed. They believe that this is part of society. They believe that this is a legitimate expression of human sexuality, for a man to lie with a man sexually when they do not have the parts that God assigned the first people in the garden for them to enjoy sexual intimacy. Two men do not have these parts between the two of them, two or more men, and two women do not have these parts between the two of them or more of them to do intimacy the way God, who designed intimacy, intended but there is a growing contingent of people who believe that we should overlook hardware and move to more high-minded ideals of, well, how do the non-hardware having people feel about it? If they feel okay with not having the hardware, then we shouldn't get involved. So there's strong belief, and then there are people who do not believe strongly enough to care. And these two camps joined together, even though they both hold different views on the same subject, are rapidly outnumbering those who stand up for godly ideals. And the Lord says that he strongly condemns this lifestyle, speaking nothing, of course, of the lifestyle where you, you carry out painful and often permanent modifications to the hardware, whether as a woman who wants to become a man or whether as a man who wants to become a woman. God says that this type of lifestyle in all its forms is condemned but America is increasingly promoting it and protecting it. So this is 
shall think to, to change the times and the laws. We always will look at end times information. How does it fit in? So you can't say, well, how is this end times relevant? If you are sitting in the United States of America and you're much older than me, and you think back to how this was treated in the 60s, and you look now at how it's treated in the 2020s, this decade, would you say that there has been a massive and material shift would you say that we have flown so far left of center that you can't even see where center is anymore? This is what it means when it says that the incoming beast system, which is coming to replace all forms of society all around the world, this is what it means. We'll think to, to change the times and the laws. As the laws that govern human society change, the times will change, or the times will change and the laws will be forced to change along with the times. So America is now promoting this lifestyle, highly marketing it, going out on international political trips to protect this agenda and to promote this agenda where nobody may be inviting it. The Lord says, because of this, he will try the hearts. I will try the hearts. I will try every heart so there can be a clear demarcation before the judgment comes. Every heart will be tested and its outcome marked as for or against the Lord and his anointed. When God says he will try the heart, I'm going to tell you exactly what it means. God is going to test you in ways that a facade, this means a covering, this means a fake outside, this means perhaps a persona that you've worked at for many, many years to appear a certain way, to appear as a righteous Rita or a righteous Ricky. God is going to basically take the entire edifice of who everybody is, and he's going to plunge it, not into water, but into fire. Things will go wrong in our lives. And God is going to be watching our response. God is going to be watching how hard we pray. God is going to be watching what comes out of our mouth. Is it praise? Is it cries for mercy? Is it complaining? Is it, in some people's case, it will be, is it outright attacking God? Is he going to lose his loving God card for many people when non-loving things happen? When sickness now comes and it is a scary type, is he going to lose his marker as dear Abba, sweet Abba father? When a child is sick or a child is lost in the home, when employment is lost and it takes more than six months, 12 months to get new employment as it did for many people once 2020 hit, is the estimation of God going to shift when our circumstances shift. And not only that, but as we go further and further into the times where being a Christian will not be appreciated by others, where, excuse me, please, where it's going to invite censure, where it's going to invite mockery, where it's going to invite attacks, where it's going to invite accusations and lies, where it's going to invite violence, as I once witnessed on my way to church, and I shared it here on this channel.
that I was once on my way to a church service and the train seemed to stop at a station for no reason. And we were there for more than five minutes, which is completely unheard of in New York for a train to linger in the station for almost up to five minutes. And people became very restless. And we were all wondering why has the train stopped and the operator can't seem to tell us anything that makes sense. But I saw why. On the platform, a man was preaching, and as he was preaching, he was gathering momentum, and I thought that he was doing an excellent job. Out of another train that stopped on the other side of the platform, a man got off, and he should have just either gotten onto our train or gone up the stairs to continue his journey. But he stopped for perhaps a little while, and as he listened to the man preaching, he walked up to that man without any explanation and hit him so hard that I'm sure he shattered his nose. The man went down and there was a gush of blood and I realized why the train had stopped because that was going to happen and the Lord wanted me to see what is ahead for the people who call themselves the Jesus people. The era of being loved and the era of being celebrated is coming to an end an era of persecution that many churches have not prepared the body of Christ for is on the way. And as God said, celestial, you will see them abandoning me and abandoning their confession of Christianity like rats leaving a sinking ship. You can simply go a few videos back and watch the end of the age, the great falling away. There are two videos on that where the Lord said matter of factly that the church is going to be basically empty because people will become offended by the truth. They will become extremely unwilling to undergo any kind of suffering for the name of Jesus Christ. And the name of Jesus Christ is going to be basically abandoned and then denied en masse, not by atheists who don't know Jesus and can't deny him. It will be denied by those who say that they are God's own. We will be tried in the future. And God says that every heart will reveal itself before judgment comes. And why is this important? The Lord says our heart must be tested because the outcome will be marked against our permanent record. This is the record that we don't keep. Our pastors don't keep our records. Our grandmothers who love us and could be biased don't keep our records. Our parents don't keep our records. Who else doesn't keep the record? We don't keep the record. The record is the eternal record of what each soul has done on this earth. God and his angels keep the record. And God says that the outcome of the testing will either speak for us or against us, and it will be marked as for or against the Lord and his anointed. So he says, the separation will be glaring and no mixing will be allowed. If someone supported Roe versus Wade when it was created and they have not recanted that stance or repented of it to this day, they will be numbered with the idolaters and the transgressors. transgressors. But if someone supported Roe versus Wade when it fell, then regardless of his past stance, as one who used to support it when it was created, if he now repents and celebrates its fall, he will be counted with the righteous. They shall learn the meaning of, you shall love what God loves and hate what God hates. Just a moment, please. So the scripture that explains this best can be found in the chapter Ezekiel chapter 33, where God is basically speaking to the prophet Ezekiel. And he says to Ezekiel, my son, 
take a message to these people for me and warn them from me. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and shout the warning as a watchman that a sword, this means a judgment from which people will pass away, is coming. And that is what I have been doing here on The Master's Voice for a few years now, lifting up my voice like a trumpet to tell people the time to play games with God is over. A judgment is coming to America for sure. So what you want to do is be on the right side of that judgment, not on the right side of America's personal beliefs or policies or even her laws. If U.S. laws become idolatrous and they become unrighteous, you are not supposed to follow them. You are not supposed to celebrate this Roe versus Wade, for instance, which gave widespread abortion rights across the whole country. This is the reason that the Lord used it as a benchmark. He says, if you were alive at the time that Roe versus Wade came out and you celebrated it and you called it freedom for women and bodily autonomy and healthcare when basically it was the killing of babies, then if you are still alive, the Lord is saying, this is your opportunity to repent of this. But if you do not repent of the support that you had for Roe versus Wade, then in the time when the judgment comes, even if you never used the law itself to secure an abortion, you will be numbered with idolaters and transgressors because you were one of those who clapped for and celebrated wickedness, which is what I just described in the first part of the prophecy. But the Lord says, if you were someone who celebrated this type of law or the, the, excuse me, please, the homosexual changes, the homosexual laws that came into place, such as same-sex marriage in, I think it was June or July, 2015. If you were someone who initially applauded that, but you are hearing the warning of the Lord now, that he will judge people who support evil, whether you are inside or outside the church. If you hear that now and your heart is cut and you want to say sorry to God, you want to repent of the things that you formerly supported, then God says, when you do that, he will count you with the righteous. So this is what Ezekiel was basically told. Give them the warning and then their hearts will make their final decisions. If you give them the warning and someone who was doing wickedness or supporting wickedness hears you and refuses to repent of what they were doing and supporting, then when the sword comes, it will take them away, Ezekiel, and you will not be held accountable. You will not be responsible for them losing their lives. But if they hear as a wicked person and they repent, their former wickedness will not be counted against them. Likewise, if the righteous person was doing right and then he stopped doing what is right and he began to slip and slide and saying, oh, I'm having moral failures or God knows my struggle and he departs from the road of righteousness to do wickedness. God says, when you hear the warning and you don't get back to the righteous life, you don't repent, you don't go back to holiness, back to consecration, back to serving God instead of your flesh, or as is the greater disease, now your own opinion. Then the Lord says, the former good works that you did when you were walking in true Christianity will not help you. He says that he will not add them to your report card. 
If you were righteous and you have gone into sin, if you do not repent and return to your former works, your former righteousness, the Lord says that he will judge you as the wicked. And when the judgment comes, when the sword comes, that is how you will fall. And the messenger will not be responsible for your death. The Lord says that he will shake everything. I will shake everything that can be shaken before my coming. And I will test the hearts. Please listen to this. I will see what they love by what they support. And every tongue that speaks up in favor of abomination will be cut out and the carcass given to fire. Abomination is basically what God says should not be. In Sodom and Gomorrah, the men not only had a taste for men, they had a taste for strange flesh. They came to Lot's house. The information in that chapter is very simple. It cannot be twisted, no matter how they have re-explained it in the so-called gay Bible and in the so-called gay churches. If you are listening here, understand that God does not take kindly to the twisting of his word. And what happens in the United States is simple words are taken and twisted so that hearts can be hooked. Because once the heart is hooked on false information, you're like a fish with something in your mouth that is going to pull you out of the safety of God's arms. God loves all Christians and many Christians are struggling with things, but you cannot be a Christian and homosexual and then say, I'm a gay Christian, because that's like a person with murderous intent in their heart who acts upon it, kills someone and then say, I'm a murdering Christian or a woman with life in her belly who cuts it out and then says, I'm an aborting Christian. There is no such thing as the Christian prefixed by their sin. Homosexuality is a sin first against God and his designed order, which he delighted in. He made them male and female, and he said that they were good just like he made the animals male and female. And he said, let every kind reproduce after their own kind. God set an order before mankind even lived. And he looked at all of it and he said that it was good. So when man comes and attempts to exalt himself above that order and establish a new order, you are basically telling God that you are ready to punch your ticket out of this world. You cannot use your sin as a prefix because if you own your sin and attempt to use it as a prefix to the word Christian, you are effectively canceling out your confession of faith in Christ. You are saying that I don't want to live Christ's truth, which is in the word of God. I want to live my truth, which is gay. You will have to choose. Never the twain shall meet. Evil and good cannot be amalgamated. That is a mixture and God will take the whole and cast it out of his mouth. First, he will vomit it out of his mouth. And then after when it's wandering around homeless with nowhere to fit, it's going to go into fire at the end of days. And when it's tested by fire and it cannot prove itself to be true, it will be put into the lake of fire, which is the second death. 
If no one is telling you these things, especially you young and impressionable children who are experimenting with each other because you think it's cool, this is an extremely dangerous for your youthful soul to be. I've prophesied on this channel that many of you who are in your teens, if you are not careful, you will not make it to my age. You will not get to be a full grown up. The Lord says that he will take children away for their sin. He will take teenagers away. He will take 15 year olds away. He will take 11 year olds away. He will take even younger than that. Then he will take older than that because he said that the generation that has, is coming up inherits nothing that they are murderers, that they are rapists, that they drug their friends and they steal childhood innocence from one another, that they mock one another and they drive each other to suicide. If you are young, but you find this channel, I speak clearly enough and simply enough so that even if you don't own a Bible at home, you can hear what I'm saying to you. This is your chance to decide if you want to go with culture, if you want to go with trends, if you want to try it because every Everyone else has green and blue hair and says that he's him, her, they, them, we. You have a choice to make. You follow that road. You cannot follow Jesus's road. You cannot be a trans Christian. It doesn't matter how many societies spring out out there, how many churches open their door. They are opening their door like a garage that is saying, drive on this broad road. The broad road is going to get narrow to a pinpoint and the final destination of the broad road is destruction. Do not fall for the deceptions of the devil in these final days. You cannot love your sin and say that you love God. You absolutely must choose now more than ever because it is very urgent. The Lord says that there will be no mixing of the two teams allowed. If you are a Christian out there putting the pride flag on your Facebook and your social media in June, you are a liar. You are a fake person. You are a sympathizer of sin. You want to use culture and your mindset and then fuse what you think. You that are just alive for a few years on this earth and you think that you will fuse it into God's eternal laws. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for this. The men not only loved men, but they came to Lot's house, beating on the door to say, those two that came to you, bring them out. And these were angels of God. They wanted to lay with angels. This cannot be tolerated. Kind to kind, and then sleeping outside of the species, going to animals, pigs, sheep, cattle, dogs. I just brought the prophecy a few days ago that God says that this will become legal in America. Other nations, are you listening? Are you prepared to enter into fire in the footsteps of Babylon? The Lord says that I will shake everything that can be shaken before my coming and I will test the hearts. I will see what they love by what they support and every tongue that speaks up in favor of abomination will be cut out. And the carcass, this means the body, will be given to fire. Basically, if you want to live here on earth now, supporting all these movements, it is only for a time. And if you will listen to all this and still be stubborn and saying you're going to do it anyway, then at the end of all times, the Lord said that your tongue that spoke up to support wickedness will be cut out. 
and the body will be put into fire. And this is not a metaphor. These are actual things that will happen when your judgment comes upon you. I will shake them like a washing machine. As it approaches the spin cycle, especially on the older machines, the machine moves around and it jumps around due to the immense pressure of the rotating mechanism on it. So will I do. I will shake them until every unclean desire is shaken out of them and into the fire. He who will not let go of his uncleanness the same shall be given to fire. I will burn up every dead branch that does not bear fruit and it will be given to fire. So you can see why the Lord has given this prophecy, the title, I will try them by fire. And this bottom part, as the Lord was saying that he will shake like a washing machine, I saw one of these older washing machines that after these things have been used for a good number of years, even if you bolt them to the floor, the drum becomes ruined in the washing machine. So the drum is no longer fixed and it begins to cause the whole machine to jump and jump and hop until you can even see the machine hopping across the floor. And that is what I was seeing. The Lord said that the kind of pressure that is coming to people's lives, the kind of difficulties, the kind of, for instance, the kind of brokenness, the kind of unemployment that America is about to go through, the kind of money crashes that America is about to go through, the kind of online threats that America is about to start facing from her enemies, that she's, there's just been a few um, barking from these other foreign nations here and there, but the kind of open tensions that are going to come. In one of the older prophecies, the Lord said that this country will come to the point where we who live here, if you are still going to be living here, if you are not part of, part of diaspora, early diaspora that leaves, we who still lived here, the Lord said we will live in absolute confusion and fear for our lives every single day. So this is after the cops stop working, after the cops themselves go rogue, after the cops stop responding to human attacks on your property or Nephilim attacks on your property or purge anarchy with neighbors shooting one another as they have already started to do. Whoever has nightly news, you know that this is starting to happen. More and more people are starting to lose it. More and more people are starting to fly off the handle. And instead of just having a war of words, people are shooting other people dead, not even in the knee or anywhere else as a warning shot, straight to the head, straight to the heart. Just as I said, just a few, it's not even, this one is not even a long time ago. These prophecies concerning increase of violence, increase of horrible crimes, chopping people up, the police standing there and saying nothing. One person tries to give the report and the other five just stand there looking traumatized. We're already seeing it. People chopping up six-year-olds and leaving them on the mother's driveway as happened last month in April. All these things were said. A nation on edge. The Lord said that we who still live here as time passes by, we will be broke. We will be hungry. America will go from mere hunger to actual famine many things converging, increasingly resistant strains of disease, pandemic sicknesses, he said, 
large amounts of people passing away from strange new diseases that the doctors are helpless to fix. This kind of life will test the heart. These are the judgments that are coming upon this nation. And then we will see what comes out. We will see from the pressure. When you put the coal under pressure, it's supposed to form a diamond, but sometimes lumps of coal are exactly that. You crack them open, hoping that something is in there, and it's exactly what it looked like on the outside, a lump of coal. And so the Lord said that he will try everyone by fire, righteous, unrighteous, evil, atheist, doubter, those who say how many of these prophecies have come to pass. This thing, it puzzles me because it's almost as if I'm prophesying that Bitcoin will rise two months from now. I'm prophesying that foreign countries will come here and strip people naked and put them into slavery. And then people will come and say, how many have come true? How many times could a nation come under foreign attack and be enslaved? Is this going to be happening, happening periodically? Or is this going to be a one-time thing? How many times? Could enemies surround the country and attack on both sides of the country? How many times could there be auction blocks in the country selling people as it once was? How many times can the pale horse ride here? How many times can people's DNA change the structure and they become increasingly violent and murder other people? Is there some kind of confusion about the type of messages that I bring here? that we should be perhaps looking forward to them and saying, how many of the horrible and heartbreaking things that you speak of, Celestial, have already happened? I've always said, when the master's voice prophecies begin to happen, absolutely no one will ask me anything. It will be outside every door and everyone will know this is it that she spoke of. There will be no need to question how many have come true. Because the Lord says, unfortunately, for Mystery Babylon, they will happen back to back, all at once. Like the most horrible migraine, times one million. I will try them by fire. The prophecy is from July 23rd, 2022. The judgment of the Lord upon a nation that supports wickedness, that wants to normalize wickedness, that wants to bring, if possible, the entire youth all the youth into corruption and promote wickedness as an acceptable lifestyle instead of condemning it, wants to promote it and protect it instead of rooting it out. God will try the hearts and every heart will reveal itself. If it is a supporter and a sympathizer of sin, somebody in the church who makes excuse for abortion and says, well, you know, there are certain circumstances. There are no circumstances. The Father God knows all the terrible circumstances under which a woman can become impregnated, rape being one of the most heinous, and yet the Lord's law stands unbroken according to him. Thou shalt not kill, period. No one has the right to kill, including a potential mother. But you'll see Christians saying, well, you know, um, I'm not sure that that's the way God meant it. And many people Many of these that will fall away, they expose themselves by their conversation. 
You don't even need to, to go too deep into talking with them. They expose themselves by their conversation. I speak of laws that protect children being moved away. And within an hour of the prophecy, someone came and said, well, aren't you a little controlling? I mean, young people can do what they want. This is how the pederasts and the pedophiles in the mix will expose themselves. Because when they hear that the vulnerable and the young should be protected by laws, then they feel stressed out because those laws get in the way of their potential rapist posture. Speech exposes what is inside. And God says that because sometimes some people act like lambs, but speak like dragons, he's going to turn up the heat and he's going to basically melt the whole thing. And then the outside will slump and we will see who is a lamb inside and a lamb outside and who is a lamb outside and a venomous dragon, python creature, Gorgon on the inside. And this is mostly for the church. God will expose the tears among us, their mouths, their conversation, their belief system. Romans chapter one and verse 32, after listing all the sins, God says the last group, the last contingent that I have warned about here for years, are those who know that the sins God listed in the previous verses deserve death, but they either do them or they support those who do them. It's a heck of a thing. It's a heck of a thing to end up going to hell, not because you actually committed what God hates, but because you supported and clapped for and defended those who did what God hates. So the Satanists that are on stage having concerts, you heard that God said they were evil, but you stood up for them and you told the messenger, why do you hate her so much? By their speech, their fruit, their rotten, low-hanging fruit, they will be known and the fire of God will do its work. I am Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. I will be expanding soon to other platforms. The word of the Lord will go forth. The Father wants to expand into many different arenas so that everyone can have a chance to hear the message and make their decision about the message. So please watch for those changes. To those who support this ministry, thank you. It is of your free will and it is appreciated. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord prosper you. May the Lord bless the works of your hand. May the Father increase you on all sides and give you back so much more than you have given to me. In the name of Jesus, may the power and presence of the Holy Spirit rest upon the words of this ministry and may the Lord himself minister the truth to your heart. No one will bludgeon you into believing in Jesus Christ. Every heart must choose because your permanent record, believe it or not, your pastor is not writing it. Your mother who's trying to mentor you is not writing it. Your best friend who's trying to share Jesus with you, but you're too busy smoking reefer and hanging out. And because these girls are fine out here, you don't have time for the Lord. Your permanent record, the story of your life you are writing it. You are the sole author and God wants to help you write a good story. But if you want to write destruction, pride, and futility, that is your choice. No one is going to force you to believe anything, not the gospel and definitely not these prophecies. That is your sole decision. I'm Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. God bless you and until I see you again, goodbye.